Hold up, hold up. Hey yo, Tama Beats, let's get him something new to ride to. Welcome to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel. So take a seat and listen. Listen to the practical words, encouraging words that are here to help you get over the hump in your life. Cause you are in pursuit of your passion. Yeah, I see you. And I present to you the pursuit of passion with K Noel. going on family this is the kid k noel the relentless motivator hey just how what y'all think about the last episode that we did um i had felicia batchley on and you know we talked about the blue elevator yo if you haven't got that book yet you got to check it out because i'm telling you that book is pretty it's pretty lit man so i'm i'm getting making my way through it i'm trying not to go to the end so i could see what's going on in the, in this blue elevator that's that she got going on but yeah y'all check it out um so yeah how's y'all weeks been you know mine's been pretty it's been pretty laid back it's not a bad week well i'm recording on the sunday right now so it's, it's raining in middle georgia right now so yeah but i got my good friend on uh cody patrick you know we're gonna talk about some things how's it going today sir all is well sir interesting that in colorado it is feeling wonderful while y'all are getting rain and making so that makes me feel even better oh so you're, <laughs> you're rubbing it in man it's okay it's okay absolutely <laughs> you all can't see it but in his background he has liberty university but we we all know ORU is you know we, we, we're the better of the Christian schools, you know we, we made it to what the, the Sweet Sixteen, so yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> but I'm, real quick, I'm gonna let you tell a little bit about yourself. Oh, so real quick, number one is just an honor to be on your platform. Um, here to see a brother come from where I come from in terms of location and geographically speaking doing something where he is and not being bound to the time not being bound to the space and the location but having his vision to just go further and being relentless and that is motivational and encouraging to me Real quick, I am from Macon, Georgia. Born and raised, but I now reside in Colorado. I teach special education. I've been in education for seven years now. 
and that has been very interesting. It's been quite a journey being in education, something I never thought that I would go into, never wanted to go into. But of course, as they say, God's plans are not my plan. <laughs> um, I am a minister, but I don't like to be confound to the four walls of the church, as we typically say. I look at everywhere as my platform, as my pulpit, and it's all about showing Christ wherever I go. Hey, I mean, I'm just out here trying to live the best that I can live and be an impact for change. Yeah, so you you mentioned a lot in 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 what you just said, man. I I had so many questions. I'm gonna start with this one. How is it now with the changes that COVID has caused? Well, help me to understand your question a little bit. When you say how are the changes now? Well, how you adapting? Let me say that. To because I know it's it's becoming where we're more virtual. And I think there's some areas I know for where I'm working at, we're gearing towards the fall to go back to a normal world, if that's what they want to call it anyway. <laughs> right, right. For me, the change has been a lot better than I realized. I am typically, what about choice about four? alone or by myself and I've been using this time to really just grow and develop a lot more time for introspection a lot more time getting to learn who I am a lot more time to focus on personal development I've been enjoying that time of growth learning more things about myself that I never realized um, like I said, the introspection, going back to childhood, two, three, four, five years old, and seeing how those things are playing into now. As a teacher, as a leader, as an individual, as a brother, as a friend, as, I guess, air quote, counselor, mentor, this time has been good. It's been very productive. Gotcha, I gotcha. So... What we're going to talk about today is being being an agent of change. So, just from your perspective, what does it mean to be an agent of change? To be an agent of change means that you are being intentional about bringing change and transformation to wherever you're serving, to wherever you're living, to wherever you're called to. It can be in education, it can be in music, it can be as creative in the podcast world, it can be in ministry, it can be in arts and entertainment. Wherever you're called to be, you are bringing change to your environment, to the people around you for the better. I feel like we're all created for a reason and that God put us here to be his hands and feet, to be that instrument that he can work through to get things done to impact someone for the greater good. So in, in your sphere and where you're going, how do you feel that you, you, you're doing that change? Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> I have to learn to be selfless. I have to learn, and I say that word learn because it's a process. 
I'm not naturally that way. I'm naturally more reserved. I'm more naturally in my own bubble, emotionally, mentally, but I have to learn to see that there's a purpose beyond myself that's greater than myself. I have to look at my students as just as important as I am. I have to look at my colleagues and coworkers just as important as I am. As a leader, as a teacher, so I have three paraprofessionals. Every day, I have to learn how to put their needs even before mine. So I meet with them to say, hey, what do you all need? And how can I help supply that need with what I have? Because I have a voice of influence. I have a certain authority in my position that they don't have. So my job is to make sure that they have what they need to do their job. Right. When it comes to my students, of course, I teach special education and I have to look at my students, as I said, just as important as I am. So I have to look at what do they need to be successful. If it means that I have to get rid of my attitude about some things, <laughs> if I have to get rid of some biases that I have, I have to put those things to the side so that they can grow and be who they're supposed to be. Okay. It's a challenge, but I love it. I, I can say for myself, I'm naturally an introvert. I, I like being to myself, you know, in everything that comes along with it. But because I know I am a leader, and even on my job, you know, I, I do, I'm, I'm in leadership on my job. So, I had to learn that my staff, they come before I do. They're my, my first concern. And I tell them all the time, though we're here for the students, I look at it like a tier level. And in that tier level, my staff comes before anything. And when you're doing that agent of change, when you're an agent of being in change, you're that's a role of leadership. And so when you're in that role of leadership, you have to think about the needs of the people. And I think a lot of people get it twisted because everybody wants to be a leader, but nobody wants to serve. When you're a leader, you, you, you're serving first. You're seeing what changes need to happen. You're putting yourself out there to help with the changes and, and doing changes in people's lives and in different areas, it is not easy. <laughs> it, it will make you question yourself and wonder, is this what I really signed up for? Right. And, and, and what it, it, it aggravates me sometimes because I see so many people that wants to be leaders, but they have never served first. They have never followed first because in order, like I said, in order to be that leader, you got to know how to follow first because how can I teach you something? How can I, how can you follow me? But I don't know how to follow somebody else. All I know is to, to lead or, or be a boss. It's a difference between being a leader and a boss. Man, that, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Even when I am meeting with my paraprofessionals, I have to keep that in mind because if I am giving directives and I'm wanting people to comply with my request and my directives, they have to see me take directives from someone who's above me. 
Right. So if I'm meeting with a principal or a department head and my paraprofessionals are right there, they are looking at my attitude. They're looking at my body language. They're looking at all these different things. So it may be things that I may not necessarily like or agree with. And they're right there to witness it all. Right. So now as I get it from top down, I have to convey the same thing to them. And I'm always thinking about what is the proper way to communicate. How do I communicate based on their personality? How do I communicate based on what they're thinking mentally? Some people, you can be more professional. Some people, they like a more relational type of communication. I always try to keep it professional, but you can hear it in my tone. It's not just you do this, you do that. It is getting to a place where I understand how they process things and communicating what I need from them in that way. And I see a lot more results than just, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. I don't like to be ordered around. Most people don't. So I take that into consideration. Yeah, it, it's definitely ways to do it because trying to demand everything <laughs> you're gonna face a lot of bad like that's like trying to open the door and, and there's nothing but fire behind it and <laughs> you're opening that door and you you're bound for some kind of trouble yeah <laughs> yeah you are yeah yeah Hey, what's up, fam? To all my business owners out there, do you need to get your business out to more eyes and ears? Do you have a book that you want to get into the hands of other people? Well, here's your opportunity. The Pursuit of Passion podcast is looking to partner with you. We are offering advertising opportunities, so hit us up today. All serious inquiries can email us at podcast at relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. And remember, all things motivate. goals. How many goals have you set up for yourself when you gave up because it was too hard? How many times did you feel you weren't good enough because the journey seems tedious? I too felt this way, but then things changed. I realized I had to change how I think. I had to change who I was. I had to be relentless. I am K. Noel. I want to tell you about my book, Be Relentless. It teaches how to understand your roar, your design path, hitting your mark, and much more. Purchase your copy of Be Relentless today at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. It's not just another book. It's a movement. So are you ready to be relentless? So and I was I looked at the I looked it up and as what it means to be an agent of change. And it says someone who sees a problem in their community, large or small, and does something to take action for substantial change. It also says this person is someone who listens to the people in the community where the issue exists and makes sure that they truly understand the root of the problem before implementing the idea. Man, that in itself just covers everything that we were just saying. Mm. 
is, I'm, and I'm so glad that you read that because I've noticed, especially over the last year or so, I have been looking more into the roots than just the branches. And I'm learning more about my personality, finding more of my lane, my niche, my calling, and addressing roots. Right. And not just the symptoms or the things that branch off from it. Even this past week, just taking some time for some introspection and going back to childhood, I realized that I have an engineering type of mindset. I like components. I like to see why things work. Why are they the way that they are? And understanding what can influence a change. Right. And that is so necessary as you talked about understanding the root. Number one, you have to deal with the understanding and not just see a root and then bypass it, but understanding why is that thing there in the first place? Because once you address the root, you can take care of all the other problems. And I believe that that's more of my lane. And I have to constantly work on that to say, hey, okay, I see an issue, but it's something else that is behind it. If it's with my students, I have to understand why do they think and process things the way that they do. Again, I'm a special education teacher, so it could be something cognitively wrong with them, or it could be something that emotionally is difficult for them to process. I don't know what they see in the home. So my job is to be the best example for a leader or a teacher for them that I can possibly be. It could be all types of fires, as you mentioned earlier, behind the closed doors at home. And I don't want to be the fire when they come to school. I'd rather be the fire extinguisher, somebody who creates the type of environment that even if you're dealing with something at home, at least these seven or eight hours that you're in my presence, you're gonna have peace in Mr. Patrick's classroom. Granted, they may not be able to process this, I don't know, but honestly, my prayer a lot of times is that God will help them to process things of that nature. And it's not just with my students who are in special education, but it's any student that I encounter who is, who's in my classroom, who's not in my classroom. You may be the only smile that day, the only type of affection that that student Yes, and again, looking beyond yourself, <laughs> addressing those roots. But as you say, like substantial, also what comes to mind is being intentional. You have to be very intentional about making that change. Yeah, I, I'll say this, it, it brought something to mind. I experienced something um, last week in this particular city that was remained unknown <laughs> it frustrated me to so bad and this particular mindset is in this city and i've experienced it a lot but for some reason this past week it frustrated me so much and i was like what is really going on right here and it's it's and I and I was talking to someone. I said it's it's a root issue here. Mm. I said I want to do research on this city to see where in the world did this start. 
and the the thing is when you're trying to be an agent of change sometimes that change that you're dealing with it's a big virus and it has spread it so rapidly and it is is hitting every you know particular kind of person and even you know like you were saying you know what you're not you don't know what they're experiencing at home so in what we call it in in the christian world is generational curses so and i and i you know outside of that i like to call it you know generational handouts mm. because generationally think about it we we pass down generational blessings as far as mindsets uh and i'm not just talking about materialistic stuff I'm t- we're talking about mindsets conditions but we also pass down some negative traits too that we have to deal with. And us being as agents of change, it's some of those changes start with us. But before, before you can start doing these changes, you gotta deal with yourself first. Uh, yeah. Because what will end up happening, if you don't deal with yourself first, and there may be a portion of yourself that's still in this place that needs change (laughs) you're either gonna make the problem worse or it's gonna consume you and make you worse Uh, i'm just saying i I, I am 100% with you i am in that place right now And, and it's been over the last two years actually but more so in the last six to seven months and even even more so it's increased over the last month of addressing the issues that I have within myself before I can properly address the issues that others have because how can you do that as, as the Bible says before you even start looking at the speck that's in your brother's eye first take care of the beam that is in your own eye yeah and i hate that feeling of being hypocritical of trying to address something in somebody else knowing that i have the same issue now it doesn't stop me or disqualify me from pointing that out but what it does do it does point the finger right back at myself and i have to ask myself well what are you doing to help that person oh but wait you're dealing with the same thing so are you addressing that same thing in yourself before you're trying to help somebody else in their difficulty and their situation and going back to what you said about the pandemic and the changes it has caused me to look at some things in myself and say no i don't like that i know i can be better if i have people around me and i expect more and better from them i have to be better first i have to address this thing that i have in myself first so that i can properly i guess counsel mentor or lead them to the right answer because what does it look like for me to say well this is the right way to go and you see me living contrary to what i'm telling you yeah that's very hypocritical and as i said i hate that feeling (laughs) and it takes work it takes that a long time okay now let's address this group that you have because once you properly address this group 
then you can help address other people's groups effectively. Effectively. We now interrupt your regularly scheduled program for a very special announcement. Midweek blues holding you back? Got a bad case of the Wednesdays? Well, check out the No Wednesday podcast with Dr. C. Emmanuel Little, where no Wednesday formed against us shall prosper is the mantra. It's the absolute best variety show, founded on self-care but featuring a little humor, a little music, a lot of information, and most of all, you. No Wednesday is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and most other podcast platforms. Follow the show at No Wednesday on Instagram and Twitter and use the hashtag No Wednesday to follow the conversation. Enjoy the show and be easy. easy, easy, easy. I, I tell you, as you were talking, something else that came to mind. Moses. Mm. At one point, Moses was a part of the problem. But <laughs> he was a big But he had to leave. And when he left, a lot of those things that were the problem got extracted out of him. So when he came back though, I'm going somewhere with this. When he came back, those same people, they remembered who he was. And a lot of times you have to be careful because people, when, when you become the agent of change and you're no longer the person who used to be a part of the problem, but now you're the person that's a part of the change, people will try, they'll try their best to drag you back to the person of the problem. And now you're at, you have to have that strength, you have to have that mental strength, you have to have that strong willpower, you have to be relentless. I'm throwing it in there. You have, to be, you have to be relentless because if not, they're going to drag you back to who you used to be because you believe more of what they said than more of what you know. Mm. Well, you know what? Let's go there. Because <laughs> even just this week, I am studying how to wait, how to wait properly. There's some things that I've been praying for, seeking God for, for for years and learning how to wait. So I've been looking at the scripture, Isaiah 40, 39. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And looking at that word renew, one of the definitions that is associated with it is to leave or to pass on or to go on from something. And that really clicked. How can you be renewed unless you pass on or leave or depart or go on from wherever you are right now? For some people, you have to get away, well, all of us actually, you have to get away from what's familiar. You have to get away from what's comfortable. You have to get away from the environment that constantly sucks the life out of you. You have to get away from things that will keep you in the box and the bad and, and the interesting thing is that it may not always be something bad yeah but whatever it is it doesn't foster growth and development so therefore you're stuck with this perspective and it may be something profitable for you but at some point it's going to run out 
at some point, you're going to lose your fire, you're going to lose your passion, you're going to lose your excitement because you've made the decision, actually because you have to be conscious about it, to stay where you are. And sometimes we get out of where you are, it is uncomfortable, it is scary because you don't know what's on the other side of it, but you're never going to be renewed staying in the same place for a long period of time without realizing it is more that's on the other side. And if your family says something about it, okay, all right, well, they say something. You don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be negative. You can still be very respectful about it and say, okay, well, that's how you feel. Oh, but this is for me. And one thing about it, people come to respect that later because they don't always see the plan or the purpose right now. And let's be honest, we don't always see the plan and the purpose right now. And to make certain moves, <laughs> you have to get away from that. You have to get outside of yourself and be able to be willing to explore something different. If you're going to be different, you have to, as you say, you have to be relentless. Like this doesn't feel good. It doesn't make sense, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway, because I would rather fail really trying something new and something different rather than stay successful where I am and be comfortable about it and still kind of wonder, hmm, what if I would have done that? And you always have that could have, would have, should have. Man, you hit, a, you hit that word that was just in my head. You know, years ago, you used to always say that word comfortable was a... <laughs> It's a foul language word, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you have to get out of your comfort zone. In order to get to the other side, I was talking about that a few podcasts ago. In order to get to the other side, you got to get past your comfort zone. You know, we was just talking, what was that? This past week that a lot of these cliches that we have been taught could be very much wrong. Like, it, it, it's, it may not be greener on the other side, but what if it is? Yeah. You will never know if unless you move out of your comfort zone and go. Sometimes we use that and we allow other people to put that in our heads to keep us where we are. And in order to move out of that place, you got to move past all of that stuff. Shout out to my brother because he he just made a change that was just like wow way out of his comfort zone and, and it's working out for him. Right. It, it, on that other side, if you go ahead and move to that other side, you will see so much change. But you you it, it starts with you. You you want to be that agent of change. But you have to be willing to make the change. I hear Michael Jackson in my head, right? When I said it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a that would have been a moment to hear that. <laughs> hey, y'all listening, don't judge me. All right, I'm just I don't know. I have a look for it here. <laughs> yes. Toma on the beat. Toma on the beat. Hey, what's up, fam? Yo, check this out. 
If you need music for your next album, your podcast, or maybe even your next video, you know, your YouTube or whatever, I need you to check out my bro, Toma Beats. Hit him up today so he can set you up with dope music like what you hear in the background now. He also is the producer of the music you're hearing in the background for seasons one and two of Pursuit of Passion podcast. So check him out today on Instagram, Toma underscore Beats. That's T-O-M-A underscore Beats. Or you can look him up on Facebook. Tama Bees, alright? Let them know K Noel sent you. Alright. But <laughs> let, 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 let's narrow it down real quick. For for those who are listening, what <laughs> What would you say, what could we say to them to help them see, okay, in order for you to be this agent of change and they're, they're wrestling right now because they have all of these different people in their ears. And, and I hope you all are listening because we have already gave you, you know, a bunch of, you know, tips that you could use. But just to really break it down to him, what what was one what's one thing that you would say to him? Out of the many things, what's the one thing I would say? I mean, if you, if you wanted to bring up a few things, go ahead. Well, let me let me preface by saying this: you brought me on for a reason. You know your brother. You, you know my foundation. You know what I stand for, my practices, my beliefs. Even if your listeners may not necessarily agree, I will say what works for me. What works for me, first and foremost, is knowing the God of my salvation. For me, my God gives me the purpose. Each and every morning that I wake up, I know that my life is to be lived intentional. I know that there is an end goal, but I have to make conscious decisions all throughout the day to live intentionally and to live impactfully. He gives me that purpose. He gives me the identity of knowing who I am and what I'm called to do. When I know who he is, I know who I am or what I'm called to do. I can move in a trajectory that is unique for my path and not anybody else's. So I don't have to cross the line, compete, or run a race with anybody else other than myself because I want to get better at what I do. Therefore, I can look at another person and value what they do rather than being jealous and wanna, well, hey, why don't I have what they have? Why aren't why am I not as impactful as they are? I'm not called to do what they are called to do. Therefore, I can home in on what I am called to do. And therefore, it gives me the most satisfaction of knowing that I am impactful, even if it's just reaching one person that day. Some people, they may have a following of 10,000 people, which is wonderful. I may be called to reach five people that day. Neither one is more important than the other or more valuable than the other. The thing is, am I doing what I am supposed to do? 
And along with that, I invest in myself. I pay for courses. I read books and literature and research on things that feed me and my calling that will continue to further me and what I'm called to do. In the same way, other people should do <laughs> the same thing. If it's something dealing with photography, study what it is to be a photographer. If you can find someone to shadow, that'd be even better. Read books, research, go on YouTube, but be an investor, invest into yourself and whatever that calling and that area is, and eventually you will see change and you'll be that change agent. With that, you will understand your race, your course, that you don't have to compete with anyone. And it's not about you have to compare your timeline with another person's timeline. Because you may be successful right where you are. You may be in a season of just feeding yourself and investing in yourself. But at some point, you're going to enter into a season where it's more about sowing into others. And if you don't take that time to invest into yourself, you're going to be limited in your impact and sowing into others. And you won't be able to see the increase or the harvest that you're looking for. Yes, sir, man. You, 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 you hit a home run, man. You actually hit a grand slam. <laughs> but that's what worked for me. Well, I, I will say this. I um, In my book, Be Relentless, I, I discussed this about your DNA. We all know that when it comes down to it, we have a particular DNA. And in our life journey, in pursuing our passion, we also have that particular DNA. Like you was just saying, everyone else's path may not be yours. And so I think that's where we mess up with the social media and stuff like that. We allow ourselves to compare ourselves to other people. That's the worst thing that you can actually do because when you're trying to compare yourself, you're going to put yourself into depression. You're going to make yourself feel like you're not good enough. You're going to make yourself feel like you're not a failure. You do you. You you have to face you at the end of the day. Look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself who you are. Because at the end of the day, what, what somebody else is doing, it, it doesn't matter when it comes to you. You're working on your path to becoming that agent of change. You're on your path of pursuing your passion, your purpose in life. We all have some particular purpose in our life, but you have to be willing to get up and put the grind, put your feet to the ground and get to grinding. You have to be willing to put your feet on the ground and get to running. You're not going to fulfill your purpose just sitting around all day or just laying around all day and thinking it's just gonna fall into your lap. You gotta put in that work. And it's gonna take some, it's gonna take some work. And you're gonna have days where you're gonna feel like you're not gonna wanna do this, where you're gonna question yourself. Like I said earlier, like you're gonna question yourself, is this what I really want to do? So don't be afraid of the grind. There's going to be people on the sidelines that's going to try to talk you out of it. There's going to be the self-doubt in your head that's going to make you feel like you don't want to do it. 
but pull, I push all of that to the side and keep going. That for me, that is what being relentless is all about. I'm not only pushing myself past all of this other stuff, all of the noise that's around me, but I'm also striving to be a better version of myself than I was on yesterday. Because when I'm doing that, I'm becoming the best me. I, I love what you're doing. I, I love what the next person is doing. But at the end of the day, I got to focus on becoming the best version of me. And I think that's where we fail as people. We're too worried about what everyone else is doing instead of trying to become the best version of ourselves. And we're, we're at, at times we're making ourselves depressed. We're making ourselves down because we're looking at what everyone else is doing. It, it's going to be a lot of people in the in the same field. But what you can do, you can let you can let that encourage you because they have made it. That's that's hope for you that you can make it too. So at the end of the day, that's what I want to encourage you all to do. So, yeah, man. Let, let, oh, my. Can I just say two things about that real quick? Go ahead. I mean, oh, my God. Like, that was that was so impactful. And it brought two things in mind that I have to constantly remind myself about. Number one, how much time am I feeding into another person's purpose than I'm feeding into my own? Example of that, how much time am I giving to other people's YouTube page than I am working and investing to myself? And that can be that I can be listening to music all day, I can be looking at a movie all day, and I can be just even really celebrating what other people are doing. But how much time is that taking away from what I could be and should be doing myself? Right. Number two, how many of us have based our lives on another person's life? And what I mean by that is you have so much flexing going on on social media. You have so many people living a lie, but we'll come right back behind that and try to model and live our lives based off of that because it looks good. When that very person could be out of their purpose, that very person could be dealing with, okay, let's go to root. People could be dealing with rejection, and therefore, they're posting up content on their page to get likes, to get followers. But everything is rooted in rejection. Now you have a person coming behind them who is so enamored by what they do. Hey, I want to do that too because I want to get like followers. But th what this person is doing is based off the fact that they want attention. So now you're basing your life off the fact that because they want attention, you think it's glamorous and therefore you want attention. Now you got two people living a lot. You have another person coming right back behind them behind you saying, hey, I want that too. And they're willing to do the same thing that you're doing. So now you got three people living a lie. Nobody's living the truth. Nobody's living purposefully. And now they are impacting so many people 
face off a faulty, well, a shaken foundation, a cracked foundation, the wrong foundation. And you say, if you build your life on my word, you'll be building your life upon a rock. Anything else, you're building your life upon sand. Meaning that when these things start to happen and and the, the storms of life come, if you're built upon a rock, you're built to last, you're going to stay. If you're built upon sand, everything that you've been doing is going to crumble at some point. It might not be today. It might not be a year from now. It might be two, three years from now. But that person who has that solid foundation, who's in God, know who they are, know what they're supposed to do, they last. That's my goal. I want to last. As a single man right now, I've been single for quite some time. <laughs> I look at people who are married right now, and I don't get jealous in the least bit. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are married, and I pray that God makes them fruitful, blessed, prosperous, successful. Because at this moment in this season, I want the right foundation. I don't know what type of marriage I'm going to have. All I know is God has promised me this, but I want to be built to last. I want this thing to be successful. I don't want it to be five years in and we're talking about divorce. I want this thing to last. Are you going to encounter some hard times? Absolutely. But what you do now and having the right foundation is going to determine if you're really built to last. How long is that thing going to stay? And how will that be impactful for people? Man, we're trying to end, but when you was talking, I saw a, a domino effect, but I also saw a reverse domino effect. The domino effect is trying to pattern your life after broken people, like you said, that they're, they're putting this out in the front, but behind scenes, this is what they are. And it's a domino effect because this person after this person and each one is falling down one by one but the reverse domino effect is that person that's really trying to transform and really trying to be about change and help other people and you have other people who you know they're not for lack of a better word, worshiping them for so to speak, but they're learning from them, you know, to help on their journey. They they recognize that their journey is different. But from that one person getting up and transforming, it lifts up another person. And it lifts up another person and it and it keeps going. It's a reverse domino effect. So that's that is what I was just thinking about. It, it, it the picture just came to mind as you was talking. Mm. Hmm. The domino effect. Look at point. <laughs> it's, it's, it really, you illustrated that perfectly. Because what we do is not just impacting us, it's impacting the next person. Right. Well, there's people that you know directly, they could be impacting that, that cashier at the grocery store when they're ringing up your groceries. Like, what you do is going to impact that person. Guess what? How they feel <laughs> in your presence by the time you leave is going to impact how they treat the next customer. So our job is, while we're here, to make the most positive, godly impact that we possibly 
hand so that at the end of the day, we understand that our life is meant to be lived purposefully and that we've made it better for the next person. Absolutely. Well, I think we found the perfect ending spot. So y'all know I got to do my giveaway. So with since my brother has on that relentless wear, <laughs> what we're going to do this time, we're going to give away a Be Relentless shirt. So in order to, to get into this drawing, you got to join the Relentless Texan community. And that number is 404-962-0730. Text Relentless to that number and you'll be entered into that drawing. Before we started, he was telling me that it was a good quality shirt. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, y- y'all text that number and, you know, to be entered into the drawing. Or you can hit the link that's going to be in the description. So, you all know the drill. With that being said, whatever time of the day you're listening to this on, you have a good evening, a good morning, and a good night. And we are out. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel. Make sure to visit our website at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com to purchase books by K Noel and Relentless Wear. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Both handler names are RelentlessMG1. And also check us out on Facebook at Relentless Motivational Group. Also, join the Relentless Texting community today by texting Relentless to 404 962-0730. Be sure to subscribe now to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel to catch a new episode every Thursday. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a ton of other podcast platforms. If you would like to look us up on Anchor, that would be anchor.fm forward slash the Pursuit of Passion. If you would like to send a donation, you can do so on our website or on our anchor page. Last but not least, always remember that all things motivate. You be in no time.